Greg, Maya, and Betty are not experts, nor do they claim to be. They're just a bunch of nerds who enjoy talking about movies, shows, and current events. So sit back, grab a coffee, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of All Queued Up. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of All Queued Up, your review podcast for streaming services like Netflix, Amazon Prime, HBO Max, Disney Plus, etc., etc. I'm your host, Greg Dietz. With me always is Maya Don Fisher and Betty Badger. How are you two doing today? I'm doing pretty good. How about you, Maya? Um, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> we'll get into it. There's There's been a yeah. lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. How are you doing, um, I'm doing all right. Uh, I'm kind of looking forward to something today. Um, I think I told you both about it a little bit, but I uh, I like uh, like video game tournaments and stuff like that. And there's this group of guys that I watch that are really funny on, on Twitch called uh, Djibouti. Uh, yeah. They... Oh, good. They they so they've been streaming on Twitch for a long time, and they wanted to do their own fighting tournament. So they about two years ago they started a thing called Jabuvo, and you actually have to sign up for it. There's 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 actual prizes, but they're doing uh, Super Smash Brothers, um, Tekken Seven, and uh, Dragon Ball Fighters, and they're doing all that today. And it's it's a whole fucking like so that was it. That's yeah. That's what I took my day off for because it's going to be so much fun. So much fun. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, um, today, guys, we're going we're gonna to get into some deep topics. We're going to talk about some stuff that we need to get off our chest and whatnot, and I think it's important. But first, I have a little game I want to play with you guys. It is called Olympian, Olympian or Porn Star. I'm going to give you the name of somebody who's real, and you have to tell me if you think they're a porn star or an Olympian. You guys are ready? there any are there any that fall under both? No, no, they're not. That's a shame. I also didn't make this game. I found it on TikTok, oddly enough. Um, all right. So your first one is Rob Longstaff. Oh, that's a porn store. That's an Olympian. That is a porn star. Is it? Yep. Uh your next I don't one is watch porn. Well, I don't either. Watch- well, do you guys watch the Olympics? Because I don't think you do that either. No, but they so make that's... the media far more often than the fucking porn stars. I've known a porn star. There was one in my expecting group when I was pregnant 17 years ago. Really um, nice girl, but yeah. Well, that's what I that's what I love about this 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 game is because I don't know very many people that a remember porn star names, even if they watch porn stars. Or sorry, porn stars, even if they watch porn. And B, I don't know anybody who knows an Olympian name unless they're super fucking famous. So um, I thought this game was absolutely fucking brilliant. I was like, wow, I don't know. Uh, the next one is Steel Johnson. <laughs> Oddly enough, I think that's an Olympian. Uh, it sounds like a porn star name. Is that your guess, porn star? Yeah. It is an Olympian. <laughs> She's so bad at this. Fanny Deep. Oh, oh that's porn star be a porn all day. Star. 
porn star all that day. That would be horrible somebody named their kid that. That is a, that is a porn star. Okay, thank God. Uh, Dong Dong. D-O-N-G, D-O-N-G. Just, just to clarify for anyone watching the podcast. Dong Dong. Is it coming through? Yeah, Dong Dong. Ooh, there it is, Dong Dong. Dong Dong is an Olympian. <laughs> I'm going to go porn store. Dong Dong is an Olympian. Oh, I missed one. Uh, your next one is Liam Tancock. <laughs> yeah. Olympian. That's, no, that's a porn star. Uh, that is a watching the video because uh, that is an Olympian. Wow. Ah! <laughs> uh, this next one. If you know the artist, it's not like it's this is either a, a like I said, a porn star Olympian. His name is Richard Cheese. Richard and I know Cheese. we all know of Richard Cheese, the, the artist who does the um, crooner version of like songs and whatnot. Uh, I don't know if you don't know him, he's great. Um, but yeah, Richard Cheese, porn star Olympian. I don't Olympian. I don't I don't know, but this is porn star. <clears throat> all right, let me. Continue the video because I didn't do that like an idiot. Um, also, his name would be for short Dick Cheese. So there's mm -hmm. that. That's Dick what I said. Porn star. Porn star. So porn star. Oh, All right. Your last one is Jack Butland. Jack Butland. That's an Olympian. That's a porn star. Olympian. Well, you know, if you ever don't make it as an Olympian, you've always got porn to fall back <laughs> on. <laughs> oh, yeah. To that video, I was like, oh, my God, this is a great game. I love this so much. The other game that they did uh, that I saved was... Um, oh, let me see if I can find it real quick. Uh, it was Wrestler or Porn Star, but... That would you, be like, hard, too. Uh, it was not for me because I recognized a lot of the wrestler names. So Jack's mm -hmm. or Jason Steele, wrestler or porn star? Wrestler. I would guess wrestler because it sounds too mundane for a porn star. It's a wrestler. Um, Barrett Long. Uh, that's a porn star. Pretty sure it's not. It is a porn star. Oh. Bear it long. <laughs> Ro Roddy Piper. I mean, shit. That's one of the greatest ever. Uh, it right. is. <laughs> I would assume that's a wrestler. Yeah. 100%. So, no, Roddy Roddy Piper. Roddy Roddy Piper. Yeah. Rowdy Rowdy Roddy Piper. If you say it real fast, it just sounds like Roddy Roddy. Uh, rada, rada. Have you ever seen the movie uh, They Live? Yeah. Betty? Yeah, the, the main actor in that is is Roddy Piper. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a horribly wonderful little movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, next one is Balls Mahoney. Oh, Balls. That's balls a porn star. No, Balls was, was an ECW wrestler, and he was famous for hitting people with a chair and people chanting balls every time he hit them with the chair. Yep. That's why this game was easy for me, because I was like, oh, I know half these wrestlers. Yeah. Uh, Jim Steele. Jim Steele, wrestler. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I'm just going to let my answer because I don't know. <laughs> uh, Jim Steele is a porn star, not a wrestler. You might be thinking of a different guy with the last name Steele, but Jim Steele is a porn I star. Prob- I probably am. Holy shit. Uh, Cody Rhodes. That's Dusty's son. Yeah. 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 That's why I was like, oh, God damn it. Wrestler. Uh, and the last one is, is Mickey G. That's also a wrestler. That's a porn star. No, there's a wrestler called Mickey G, I'm sure. I mean, Google it. See if you find it. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, yeah, I just, yeah, I thought, I, I was like, this game is fucking funny. Um, so, yeah, uh, one of the things we're going to talk about today, like we said, the, the conversation was going to get a little heavy because um, something that was brought up into in the public eye big time here very recently was the story of Simone Biles, how she... Uh, she was having mental health issues, wanted to back out of the competition uh, to not uh, hinder her team from winning a medal. Um, a lot of people, a lot of people said, great, that's a fucking smart thing to do. You're a mature, thoughtful person. Take care of yourself. You know, you, you thought of your team first. Like, you're fantastic, right? I don't know very many people that said otherwise, except for like, some some conservative assholes. Uh, but this had a more important to me, and I don't. I, I'm sure you, you two will agree. Uh, connotation to it, and that was the seriousness of mental health. The the um, there's a show that I watch. I highly, 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 highly recommend the show called Ted Lasso on Apple TV. Um, in the, in the latest episode. Not to do too much spoilers, but in episode one of season two, uh, one of the characters gets what's called what commonly known as the yips, which are basically what Simone Biles uh, went through with the twisties. Um, it's it's a, it's a it's a player's mental health gets so out of whack that they can't perform like they used to, and um, there's a great line. It's it's you know it's a jokey line, of course, but there's a great line in the episode where. One of the characters asked Ted, who was from the Midwest, um, how do you feel about uh, therapy? To which he responded, uh, um, uh, Midwest skepticism and general apathy. Why? Why do you ask? And I love that little line because it represents how I feel America responds to mental health. If you aren't doing so hot, in your head and you need to seek help that by seeking help somehow comes off as a weakness to so many people. This is categorically fucking bullshit. Um, I was very happy to let's go ahead. I was going to say, hell, that's the reason why we didn't have an episode last week is because of my mental health. Right. I was having a very, very difficult week, and it's carried over into this week. And I met with my therapist yesterday. Um, you know, um, mental health is no joke, and I take it very seriously. And that's, you know, sorry to segue into that, but yeah. No, it's it's totally fine. I mean, uh, here very, very recently in, in April, my family was met with the horrible, horrible outcome of some terrible mental health that's not addressed. Um, you both know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've 
have friends who've experienced it. I think both of you experienced it. Uh, it's it's so disheartening to me when friends and family of mine are struggling and they are afraid to express that struggle. They bottle it up because they don't want to met with fucking pussy, just fucking man up. It's all pull in your yourself, head. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. It's all in your head. You just need to get outside. It's fucking stupid. I hate that so much. So, again, that's why I was very happy that Simone very openly was like, no, I'm struggling right now. And I'm going to take time away. I, th I think I saw this morning, too, that she had uh, posted after all this was over that her aunt had died while she was doing. And, of course, she got the twisties. I mean, her aunt passed away. That would mess with anybody's head. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's... I it was very disheartened to see how a lot of the conservative news pundits <clears throat> were reacting to this. Because they, you know, they come from that school of thought that you know, depression isn't real, PTSD isn't real, mental health issues aren't real. All you need is Jesus and get to get right with God, and you'll be fine. You know, and that's that's not how this works. I wish it did. I mean, things would be so much easier if it did, but that's not how this works. I wholeheartedly, I was so pissed off. Um, uh, two days ago, I think it was when. Um, one of the Capitol Police uh, committed suicide from his PTSD from January 6th. And another one? Another one, a third one now. And uh, the, um, the thing that sucked about it, the thing that pissed me off was a lot of people, conservatives mainly, were trying to play it off as they were going to do it before January 6th anyway. That the, that, that was just... You know that they they weren't really suffering from PTSD because it wasn't that bad. No, they they have no idea. They have no idea what no that clue. person went through. Nobody does. You know, nobody can sit there and confidently say, especially not knowing the man that oh he was planning this before January six. Something that traumatic that can that can lead to those kinds of consequences. And these people mm -hmm. want to just shove it under a rug. Like it doesn't exist. Like if we don't talk about it, it's not a problem. No, it's still a problem. And it just gets bigger while you sit there fucking ignoring it. Yeah. Somebody said, uh, and I thought this was very poignant. If you suffer an injury in your body somewhere, like let's say your shoulder or your knee, the usual prescription is to exercise it. Uh, carefully, of course, over time and, and strengthen that muscle. How is your brain not the same? Explain to me how your brain is not the same. Because we don't like to think that there could be something wrong with us in the brain. Because, right. again, those negative connotations have carried on for so long. It's like, how have we not gotten over this yet? And right. how is it we still know people who are afraid to go to therapy, even though it'd be the best thing for them, simply because the stigma that surrounds attending therapy or being diagnosed with a mental health condition? I mean, it's like it's because it, it ties into that the person thinks that they're weak. 
But there's yeah. also there's also the financial aspect of it too. Even if they did want to get help, do they have the income to afford it or the insurance to cover the cost? You know, that's another side of it too. Of the healthcare yeah. system in America is so fucked. Yeah, uh, wholeheartedly yeah. agree. And, like, and I mean, it's, a it's, lot a lot of mental health services aren't covered under insurance, yeah. right? Yeah, it's like uh, I have the best insurance in our area under the ACA, ACA, and it doesn't cover children's mental health services. And that's um, fucking insane to me. It's like you do realize that children can have issues with mental health just like adults. You know, this absolutely. makes no sense to me. Hell, that's, that's when my mental health issues started. Oh, you know, teenagehood, yeah. yeah I mean, especially oh, when, prior to that. Yeah. But teenagehood, those hormones ramp things up 10 times more, you know, and that's when it's like, oh, we have a problem here, you know. But, yeah, it's like in our area, if you don't have insurance and you can't afford to pay, there is a community service center that does mental health and behavioral services. But I wouldn't say they're the best yeah. by far. Uh, my experience with one therapist there was horrible. My experience with my second therapist was great, but he moved to Richmond. And so that ended. And then I got thrown at a psychiatrist for my diagnosis. And that woman was a straight up cunt. I, I can't put it any other way. She was a cunt. I, I was like, okay, you know, I just, it, it, it really bothered me. So I just stopped going. If it counts yeah. for anything, um, um, like, much like with, with uh, other physicians, you kind of have to know your own body, you know your own mind in order to work correctly. So the example that I want to give is that when I was a kid, um, I was probably 11, 12 years old, somewhere in there. And uh, my mom had ended up getting carpal tunnel surgery. Um, it, it fucked up so bad. Not, not the surgery fucked up, but it basically fucked up her ability to be a waitress as that's the job that she was doing prior to everything. And um, we lived in this particular apartment complex and these, the, she went through a really dark, deep depression and she went and seeked a therapist. This particular therapist, upon hearing that my brothers and I would wake up in the morning and wake her up and she wasn't getting sleep and, you know, cause she wasn't sleeping at night. And then, you know, she just, it was a bad thing that to lock us in our room like put a latch key on the fucking door on the outside so we couldn't leave our room until she woke up um obviously my mom regrets regrets this big time but it was a legit thing that happened and uh when um uh talking to my mom nowadays about what happened in regards to that it was 100 percent therapist that was what the therapist suggested yeah, and then the, to her, the therapist was an authority figure. So therefore, if the authority figure said that it was okay to do this, then it was okay if she did this. You know, it, it must be the right thing. I'm sure she had doubts, but yeah. a lot of people, when it comes to who we view as authority figures, we will listen to them more readily, even if they're giving us horrible advice, simply because they are authority figures. You know, and we've been taught not to question and that's why a lot right. of people don't like me because i question the fuck out of everybody i don't give a shit but yeah, yeah i mean I, I, I do the same thing and 
you know, hey, I'm not everybody's cup of tea. Uh, talk, talking about locking you guys in your room, my mom used to do kind of that, except in reverse. She would lock us out of the house entirely so she could have quiet time, as she called it. And my brother, my younger brother, because he couldn't go inside to go to the bathroom, would shit his pants almost daily because she would lock us out and she would always beat the fuck out of him for it. Uh, you know, I, I have a lot of traumatic memories of my childhood. Uh, we were physically abused and emotionally abused. Yeah. I was just about to say and, that, like, my situation lasted two days. Yours lasted a, a, a lot fucking longer, so. Mine lasted over 18 years yeah. until I got the fuck out of there. Um, but, yeah, it was horrible. Um you know, my mom's a different person now, thankfully, or she wouldn't be allowed around my daughter. Yeah. But I still have a lot of trauma from that. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I think and, that's and another thing is, that oh <clears throat> Well that that's that's something I was gonna bring up right fast. You know the traumatic memory I was telling you guys about last week. That segued into other traumatic memories that I have in my past. Mm-hmm. Um and it got really bad in the past week and a half. And immediately when I had my therapy session yesterday, my therapist could tell that something was off. And, you know, I flat out told her what was going on, you know, the tragic memories that I've been having and the effects they've been having, plus with things outside, you know, with a couple of friends that they're going through right now, just you know, my empathy for them and everything's just compounded. And she suggested that I try um, EMDR therapy. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it or not. Uh, not it, off it, the top of my head. It stands for eye movement desensitization, desensitization and reprocessing. It's a psychotherapy. I that know a basic, that yeah. I'm going to start. I'm gonna I'm gonna try that on my next session next session to see if it can help me. I've uh, heard it because, can do some people a lot of good. Yeah, it it originated, you know, uh treating military veterans for PTSD. Yeah. Oh wow. And yeah from reports that I've read it has a very positive outcome. So I'm hoping that it can help me. And it's basically assigned to, like, you're not going to forget these traumatic events. But every time I remember these traumatic events, my emotions are so heavily attached to them and locked to them that I essentially shut down and have the same emotions and I'm reliving it. Oh, wow. Yeah. And... Like when one triggers, it automatically links to another one and another one and another one, and it shuts me down. And it's essentially what I've been going through for the past week and a half. And she was telling me this is a way to unlock the emotions from the memory so you don't end up reliving it with the emotional sensations, you know, those heightened state of emotions like you do 
Uh, so I'm hoping that it works. Uh, you know, I mean, naturally I have skepticism about it. And she admitted to me that she had skepticism about it too. And then she actually underwent it and she was surprised by the outcome. And she admitted that she was wrong about her initial thoughts. And she's like, don't watch any videos on it. Just read about it, you know, and if you're open to it, I'm like, yeah, I'm totally open to trying anything, you know, I'm just, yeah. So next month, and it'll be the one year anniversary that I've been seeing her, you know, we've never really delved into unpacking my trauma or anything. I started seeing her because of, you know, me transitioning and all that. And she's been a wonderful help uh, in every aspect so far. So, you know, but, I'm I'm not ashamed to talk about my mental health. I'm not. I'm not. Nor should anyone be. If I'm, I mean, it's... exactly. That's the point. You know, I want to make is there's times when you know we need that help, and if this process works and helps me, that would be great. Um, you know, I'm not a I'm not a trained professional, but a lot of my friends they come to me to talk, you know, and ask for advice. And I always say, well, you know, I'm not a therapist, but I'm here to listen, etc. And a lot of times, if I think it's something, I'm like, honestly, you need to seek a trained professional who knows these things and knows how to help it's don't be ashamed by it don't don't be afraid to do it if you have the means by all by all accounts you know get yourself the help that you need you know more people suffer in silence and it, it shouldn't happen it shouldn't happen at all there's such yeah. a negative stigma and it's frustrating right i completely agree i think uh um, more and more people uh, in the limelight, whether they're Olympians or movie actors or whatever, talk about seeing a therapist or talk about the normality of, of seeking mental health experts. We could maybe get to a point where people aren't ashamed of talking about it. Um, I think that's something that, that bothers me a lot with uh, friends is because I, I personally am in the ballpark of every human being could benefit from seeing a therapist mm -hmm. everybody uh because as i've explained to my dad and the and the studies that i've done personally again i'm no expert in any way shape or form but everybody suffers from from some form of trauma um in some way fashion or form and it affects their personality uh, absolutely and um <sighs> When it when it comes down to um, a lot of Americans, there's also a sense of uh, like you like you said the skepticism on 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 mental health stuff in general. But it it because it's 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 two streets here. It's like oh you're a giant fucking pussy or or whatever. And then there's the other side where it's like it doesn't actually work. Um. And then they suffer in, in silence, but the silence is also, they don't even know that they could get help. And I think that's when 
when people like Simone Biles or people who are who have a platform talk about their mental health and talk about that struggle openly and publicly, um, I think it's important for people to have that conversation with family members who may shun it, who may throw it away. If I guess the best way that I can put this is is like for me, for example, if if I happen to be having a conversation with a family member and we're talking about Simone Biles, one of the things I'm going to bring up is the is is the necessity of her doing this, is the necessity of of her needing to express this and be open and talk about it publicly, so that way it can be a sense of of normalcy though to to. For, for people like us, I'm glad that we have this platform. Um, and I'm, I'm not talking to YouTube specifically. I'm talking to any of our listeners who may be okay right now, may be fine or, or, or um, not suffering in silence or, or are seeking a therapist. Tell people that you talk to who act like seeking a therapist is a, a form of weakness, express to them that it's not. Um, I'm doing okay right now mentally. I'm fine. I, my anxiety isn't as, as high. I'm not depressed. I'm fine right now. Will I be fine next week? Who knows? Um, but when my dad sits there and says to me while we're, you know, door dashing, um, I don't want to do anything to myself, but I don't want to be alive anymore. My first thing I say to him is contact your therapist straight up i know i know where that feeling comes from i've expressed that exact phrasing of words yeah like uh you know there was a time when i was going through some really dark shit i'd given up on living i essentially for 11 months i didn't leave the house i'd stop taking care of myself i wouldn't shower but maybe once a month i wouldn't i just i don't I was so lethargic about everything and apathetic. It's just like, I'm not going to do anything to physically cause it, but I wouldn't give a fuck if I would died in my sleep. I wouldn't fucking care if I never woke up again, you know, I, because I viewed myself as a burden on others. Um, I, I viewed my, my, my own self-worth was just completely gone and destroyed. So I get that. I understand yeah. that. And yeah, it is absolutely the best thing that he can do when you say contact your therapist for him to contact his therapist. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I struggled. I didn't have a therapist at the time. I didn't have insurance at the time. And if I had gotten help much sooner, you know, I think it would have, I, I think it would have benefited me, but I did a lot of damage to myself in that year. Some of it irreversible to the point where, well, I mean, I wasn't going to put this out there, but I will now. You know, when I say I stopped taking care of myself, I, like I wouldn't brush my fucking teeth. And guess what? Most of my teeth started rotting out of my fucking head. Now I don't have real natural teeth. I have fake teeth. Got a beautiful smile, but it's a 20000 fucking dollar smile now. <clears throat> so... Yeah. Well, that is a very, you know, common issue with depression is not physically taking care of your body because you're mentally not able to. And I will be right back. My dog will not come in. 
No worries. Okay. Um, yeah, it, uh, well, it just, the, the, the flip side of that, what it put my wife and daughter through, what Misty and Madison went through. Madison was witnessing this happen. She was only five years old. Well, guess yeah. what? My daughter has inherited my mental health issues. You know, it sucks. It's unfortunate. She has therapy today. And a big part of me blames my fucking genetics on that. Uh, but here's the thing. She's young enough to know that it's okay to seek help. It's yeah. She's young enough to know that, you know. Well, she has two parents that give a fuck about her to begin with. Yeah, exactly. You know, we don't want anything. We don't want anything bad to happen. We want her to know there's always an outlet and people need to realize there's always an outlet. You know, even if it's just talking to a friend, you, you think, oh, well, they're going to think I'm a pussy for doing this. Fuck it. Talk to them anyway. You never know. Uh, I can I can say right now, um, the friends that I play games with, uh, I was going through some shit last year um, around summertime. I didn't want to hop online. I was my anxiety was at an all time high. I was depressed. I was I was crying every night. It was it was a, it was not good. And I just didn't want to get online. I just didn't want to play games. And Andy contacts me and he's like, "Hey man, I haven't talked to you in a while. What's going on?" I'm like, "I'm just struggling right now, dude. I have no interest in doing anything or blah 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 blah." And he goes, "Dude, listen. I don't care if you don't play the game. Just get online and be in the party and talk to us." And I did. I I, I fucking full on did, and it was a great time. I like legit enjoyed myself. Yeah. Um, and, uh, uh, there are a few things in my life that have helped me big time over the past few years, this podcast, namely, um, even though, you know, the podcast didn't go anywhere, doing stuff with Anthony helped me, uh, yeah. just like fucking fall guys has helped me just because it's, it's, it's not that it's a distraction or that it completely takes away from the importance of what's going on, but it's just a nice, like. I don't have to think about certain things kind of moment, you know. It's a nice break with friends that allows for lots of laughs. Yeah. You know, and that in itself is wonderful. I also want to, I was just talking about how like certain things that have helped me. Um, I I also want to bring up that uh, uh, mental health isn't just like anxiety and depression. It isn't just PTSD. Um, My mom has developed agoraphobia, as I'm going to call it over the course of this pandemic. Um, and I don't mean like, oh, I'm afraid to go into the grocery store or I'm afraid to uh, go into a public area that's crowded. I totally get that fear. That makes sense right now because of this virus. She's afraid to leave the front door. Yeah, there's an anxiety of being out in public or in social situations, but it's completely different from agoraphobia, which is a whole other beast in itself. You know, I was yeah. like, most of us who well, I'd say all three of us probably deal with this. I know I get anxious when I have to be out in public around a bunch of people. It it doesn't matter if it's a pandemic going on or not. It just sets my nerves on fire. You know, I yeah. don't like people and it, it really bothers me. It, it's not agoraphobia because no, I have not. no problems leaving my house. Now, some other people I know in my family have problems leaving their house. And it's, you know... It, they have more of something I would consider akin to your mother because uh, they only go to the doctor and that's it. Well, uh, 
like we the we got her out of the house to go uh, get labs done, and walking through the hospital, she had a panic attack, and I had to yeah. like, I had to, I had to hold on to her, and I said, close your eyes and just to just concentrate on your lungs, concentrate on the air going in and the air coming out, the air going in and the air going out, and she would do that, and she she would come out of it, and I was like, okay, can we are are you good to move forward or you want to stay here for a second? She like I just want to stop for a second. I was like, okay, take your time. And then she'd she'd get it together and she'd be able to do it. And then she, when we got her her um, both COVID shots, she went through it. The first one, um, she didn't panic. She didn't have a panic attack going and sitting down in the chair to have the shot. But when we were sitting in the giant room where the chairs are like eight feet apart from one another, uh, a nurse would come up with a with a full on mask and the and the like plastic piece over face her face shield. Yeah, the face shield. Thank you. Um, she literally looked up and and she was like, "No, get away!" Like that's how she acted. Um, and I, I looked at the nurse and I, and my mom felt super fucking embarrassed by it because it was, it was something that was involuntary to an extent. Um, and I'm extremely happy right now that my mom is seeking a therapist about, fuck, I want to say about two months ago. I think it was, it was, it was after my, my uncle did what he did. Um, Um, I told her, I said, I said, you need to talk to your doctor about getting a therapist straight up. And she was like, well, I don't, I don't think it's that bad. And I was like, I think it's that bad. Like you may be okay to an extent, but this is a traumatizing event and you are already traumatized from the, from what's going on with the virus. Please seek a therapist. And, uh, so she did. And she talked to her doctor and her doctor was like, no, I totally agree with your son. Let's schedule you in a therapist. Schedule you in a therapist. Schedule you a therapist. And yeah. uh, um, the therapist was like, kind of saying what I was saying, which was like for her to get over the agoraphobia to take tiny steps, like take a walk around the house, um, you know, just go outside and sit in the car, things like that. Yeah. And she's getting better. She's uh, she's honestly getting. But the other day, she got. We have this giant rug in the dining room on the linoleum that. Um, has been pissed and shit on by cats and dogs over the years to the extent that it was gross to walk on, on bare feet. Ugh. And, um, she was tired of it. So she rolled it up and fucking threw it out. Which meant, oh, yeah. yeah. So, um, she's taking d- baby steps and, uh, and that's thanks to her seeing like fucking actually talking to her doctor about getting a therapist and talking to that therapist. Um, you know, my dad, he, I, when he, He's talking to his doctor again about seeking a therapist because he's he's falling back into that depression that I I I can't stand. Um, my little brother he went and saw a therapist for his anger issues and and again this is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. Mental health is not just depression. It's not just PTSD. Anytime you have something in your mind that is inhibiting inhibiting certain parts of your life that's a mental health issue. Yeah. For me personally, and this isn't something that people understand. They often don't think that it's real. I guess I don't deal with depression. I've had one depressive episode in my 42 years of life and it didn't last more than a couple of months. Once I realized what in the fuck it was, I was like, Oh shit, hell no. And you know, did what I had to do to struggle my ass up out of it. Mania is my problem. And mania is a serious fucking issue because P- 
people don't understand when you're manic, they think, oh, well, I'd love to have all that energy and feel that good. Yeah, you feel so fucking good. You think you can fucking jump off a roof and live. That's what mania is. It, you do stupid things you shouldn't do and you, you can't justify it, but you still do it anyways. You yeah. shop too much. You spend too much money. Yeah, hypersexuality is a huge problem with people who have mania, you know, and thankfully I'm a sapiosexual. So you gotta be really intelligent to catch my eyes. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I told Jeff, I was like, there's a reason I married you, honey. It's cause you're smart. I love that. And <laughs> sexy. But yeah, mania is a, it's a very big problem for me. And a lot of people think that I'm just exaggerating. You're just quirky. And yeah. It's like, no, <laughs> I'm not just quirky. Mania is a real fucking thing and it can really fuck with your life hard. And not being able to take medications is hard because I have to be in constant control and know the signs of what's getting ready to happen you know it's like my last little bout of mania was the deck i wanted that deck cleaned you know and it got cleaned but i mean that that's i i had to focus that energy somewhere because if i get mania i can't go to a store because i know i will end up buying stuff i do not need you know that is a huge problem i can't shop online you know uh i don't go out and drink much I don't drink anyways now so but you know back then it was more of a problem one of my largest mania episodes happened while I was at the beach and it was it was horrible it was absolutely horrible I would never ever ever wish this on anyone and people think it's not a thing but it is it's it's just as bad as depression it's just on the exact polar opposite side I don't want to be yeah. on either polar opposites. I want to find my way to the middle somehow, you know? that's I think that's what most people are searching for, is a middle ground. But I think it's okay to say you have a mental health problem and you need help. There, there shouldn't be a stigma. And then we should definitely have more services. Because when we mentioned, you know, the public got wind that, hey, we aren't treating our mental health care patients very fucking well in this country. Instead of doing something to fix it, we just shut the system down. And now if you need help, you it's so hard to find. You know, if you don't have insurance, if you're not rich and you don't have a community access health center, you you're screwed. You know, yeah. that, that that's another thing. I mean, look at where I live. I live. Yeah. And I live what I jokingly refer to as the taint of Virginia. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, I'm, I'm literally just as the bird flies five miles away from Kentucky, the Kentucky state line, 20 minutes by highway. Um, but there is one little community center here that offers uh, behavioral and mental health services. Uh, and it's for lower income and uninsured. Yep. But, you know, you don't Madison, get the best Mad treatment. You don't get the best treatment. Madison's insured, but that's the only location that she can go. Yeah. Um, because really, there's nothing else here. My therapist is a 90 minute drive away. 
So when I have to go to my therapist in in person, it's a 90-minute drive. And then an hour okay. session. And then whatever, you know. It, 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 I try to schedule it early enough in the day to where we can make a day of it. Because yeah. I don't want to just go straight over there and straight back. It's like yeah. four hours of car ride and therapy. Yeah. So, I've heard I that. Mean, there's been I've, two times in my life that I've known I needed to, to do something to help myself. And the first time a man who had raped me contacted me on Facebook and I totally lost my shit. I don't blame you. Know? And yeah, it was it was really, really hard. And that therapist at the community center fucking sucked. And I was like, nope, not doing this. I just took everything and shoved it back in a box and shoved it back in my head and locked it up and hoped nothing would open it back up. And so far, nothing has. And the second time was when they I had a doctor tell me that there was absolutely nothing they could do for me and to come back in a wheelchair. I lost my shit. I, I mean, I was like, because I was going into this doctor thinking I was going to get help with my hip and get it resurfaced. There was nothing there for him to work with. My femoral head is flat as a fucking pancake on the back. Nobody had bothered to mention this to me. And the eight years that I had been seeking help and getting MRIs for this, they were like, oh, no, that's normal. I was like, what part of normal? Show me where this is normal. Because when you look at other hips, they're not flat on the other side. They're round all around because it's a ball it's not supposed to be half a fucking pancake ball but yeah i lost my shit and i ended up in therapy over that and you know because i was like i need help if i if i don't talk to somebody i'm gonna lose my fucking mind you know and it did it helped it helped me a lot and that's when i got my bipolar 2 diagnosis and my autism diagnosis and i'm not ashamed of it i talk about it i mean there's Nothing I don't to be ashamed of. Yeah, I don't. And it's like I'm a member of a group on Facebook, you know, and, and I see these things that other people go through because there's so many different kinds of, you know, bipolar disorder. And it, it hurts my heart, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's just the way their families deal with them. You know, it, it it's so upsetting because I couldn't imagine not understanding not trying to understand my child if they were going through a hard time or if they had been diagnosed with something like that. Because I do have a child who is autistic and has gone to therapy. And, you know, I do everything I can to try and understand her and not make her feel like she's the bad guy because she has a mental illness. It's not her problem. You know, I, I'm i sorry I passed this on to you, kid. That's the best I can tell you. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, that's something that I think a lot of people need to also come to grips with is that, and it's something Maya reached on earlier and something that I'm about to reach on. I've gained all of my mental illnesses from my parents. Uh, my oh, dad yeah. my dad has ADD. I have ADD. My mom suffers from chronic depression. I have chronic depression. Um, granted, there are good days and bad days and yada yada, but whatever, it's 100% hereditary. Mm -hmm. So... One of the big things that I saw a long time ago, this wasn't me personally, but this guy's uh, uh, mom, um, she, she committed suicide and her mental health was in a really, really bad place. Uh, and when they did like 
they went back and like looked at her therapy sessions, all this kind of stuff. And the therapist was dog shit. I think he lost his license, but um, he became increasingly worried that he was going to gain the same problems that she had. And sure enough, he did, but he took steps to put it in place before what happened to his mom happened. Because much like, as we've discussed on here, a, privatized medicine is killing people and b the the absolute fucking apprehension that people have apprehension is that the word i'm looking for the negative negative stereotypes that people have in regards to mental health issues um is is so powerful is so uh, uh at the forefront that um you have to pay attention to that sort of stuff so you have to put that into context i remember uh, uh, you know, this was a couple years ago, but, um, my brothers and I were sitting in, in my brother and, and Josh's living room and Jeff, you know, expressed to Josh and I that he was, he had contemplated suicide that given the right circumstance, he might have done it. And I know that, you know, uh, knowing in my heredity, my Knowing my genes, I was going to say my hereditary, though that's not, it's not how you board that. Uh, knowing that, I know that that's a possibility. And I, I'm glad that my brothers have nipped it in the bud. I'm glad that I've nipped it in the bud to an extent. I still haven't seeked a therapist because Jesus Christ is expensive. Um, yeah, it is. But that's another step is like recognizing that you have these problems. I haven't, I'm not self-diagnosing over here, but my mom has been diagnosed with problems. My brothers have been diagnosed with problems. My dad has been diagnosed with problems. Jesus Christ. I don't have to self-diagnose at this point. Um, No. And the thing is, even self-diagnosing, you know, there's a problem, you know, you've got issues. I mean, it's like a lot of the things that I have been diagnosed with, guess who figured it out first? I did. You know, I I know myself better than anyone. And when something was wrong, I was the first one to go. Yeah. Yeah. This, this ain't right, you know, and I had to work to figure out what was wrong with me and get somebody else to acknowledge that, yes, there's fucking something wrong with me. But genetically, yeah, I have a lot of things that I could have passed on to my kid and that Jeff could have passed on to her. But I also am the one out of the group that I got I won a little bit of a genetic lottery because I have a double gene that means I make a shit ton of serotonin. I, yeah, I don't, that's why I don't deal with depression. That's why I deal with mania because I, I don't get depressed. I mean, my brain's constantly pumping out its own serotonin. I'm, I'm like the happiest, most positive upbeat bitch you'll ever meet you know i mean <laughs> i am the. Optimist. i'm jealous I well yeah some. and a lot of people really are and it's like i i it's fascinating i was like huh well that does explain a lot makes sense i don't think my other sisters got it though because when they need to talk they come to me you know i'm like maya i'm i'm the therapist of the group you know if you need to talk i'm here to listen yeah, I think that's, you know, that that's another, like, because my, my big thing this entire podcast is is just, like, I'm glad that we're sharing things and making a normality of it. Um, 
But my big thing is I just, I just want people to seek help. I just, I, I'm tired of people going through these, these sessions of their life where they're just like, nah, I'm fine. I'm acting different and I'm not, and I'm lashing out, but I'm fine. And I'm like, you're not, no, you're, you're not. not okay. You, no. you strained a muscle in your mind and you need to go seek somebody that can help you with it. Uh, and um, then I see people on my group who are like, you know, well, have you ever thought about getting off the medication? Cause you're doing really well. And it's like, Dude, uh -huh. that's when you definitely don't need to get off the medication, the medication's keeping me. Well. Yeah. That's the yeah. only reason you feel like you do right now. As soon as you get off it, you're going to go right back to being, you know, out of your fucking mind. And then you have got the people on there like, you can't joke about this. This is serious. And it's like, you know who can joke about being bipolar? People who are bipolar. You know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. If we can't laugh about it, who the fuck can, man? I mean, I gotta laugh about this. I, I gotta make jokes about it. That's how I deal. And that's okay. And a lot of therapists will actually tell you that comedy is a great coping mechanism mm -hmm. for a lot of trauma. Um, something that I've, I've found on TikTok that is incredibly funny is uh, I'll give you an example. I saw a TikTok of a mom. She was like, what did you get for Mother's Day? I didn't get nothing. And she walks out to the living room and yells at two urns. Oh, God. Uh, it was funny. It was legitimately funny. I mean, it's dark humor, but it's funny. It is. And a ton of people in the comments were just like, that's not okay. That's not right. It's not something to joke about. And she's like, A, it's my kids. B, this is how I'm coping with it. Fuck off. And C, my therapist said this is a great way to cope with it. And it is. Like, it's comedy, dark comedy, making jokes about it is a great way to cope with, with problems because your mind responds to comedy in a very positive way. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, laughter is the best medicine, as they say, you know? Yeah. And I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's just funny. That's, that's another thing is like, how about we also stop telling people with trauma to just get over it? Like the fuck is that? No, it's not just get over it. It's, Oh, it's, it'd be like telling Maya, yeah, get over your leg amputation. You know, this isn't a big deal. Suck it up, tired, Buttercup. I'm <laughs> yeah. hearing about it. God. Uh. Aw. <laughs> you know, it's, if, if, if it's a physical thing and people can see it, they tend to be slightly more, more understanding, more, yeah, more respective. But if they can't see it, it's like, you know, people look at me, they don't think I have any physical, you know, disabilities. I do. You know, and it's like, you want to know why I'm parking close to the cart section at Walmart? You know, close to the, as close to the stores I can get without a fucking handicap parking space? Because I have a bad hip. I know I only have a limited amount of time that I can walk on this fucker before it gives out on me. You know, but I get dirty looks because people think that I'm young and healthy. It's like, I am so not. I mean, I'd love to have a t-shirt that says, don't look at me like this. I'm really fucked up. I promise, you know. <laughs> well, one of the things that, that cracks me up all the time with my dad is he uh, vehemently hates when um, an able-bodied person is in the handicap stall at a, at a bathroom, at a public place. Um. And I get why. I totally get why. But what I keep trying to tell him is um, 
people aren't using the handicap stall because they want to fuck over handicap people. They're using it because it's comfortable. It's large yeah, it's the and it's comfortable. It's, it's the most comfortable stall. Before I didn't have, you know, the chunk of leg missing, I would use it anyway, but I would make sure that nobody else was coming yeah. in. I, it, it's not specifically you could only use this if you are in the wheelchair, you know. No, it, it's available for anybody. But, you know, it's if you've got a person who's disabled and there's only that bathroom open, they get it first. You know, you don't get to yeah. go in front of them. They get it first. But the cleanest stall in a bathroom, I don't know if y'all know this. If you got to go to a public restroom, the cleanest stall is going to be the first one. It's going to be the first stall because nobody uses the first stall. I didn't so know that. that. Yeah. Weird, huh? I mean, so that makes I've started sense using that... the first stall now because <laughs> nobody else likes it. <laughs> so fun little fact about me. I'm a very shy pooper. I cannot poop in public. Oh, it just no, doesn't I don't work. either. Nope. Uh, so I am I only... so anal retentive. I will hold the diarrhea till I get home. <laughs> There's only been a handful of times in my life where I'm like, I, if I don't go now, I'm going to go later and it's not going to be in a toilet. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's usually not very often, but like I, I've gone to the drive-in and I'm in the middle of like the first movie going, hmm, I got to poop. And my body's like, no, you don't. No, nope. no, the fuck you don't. And I'm like, all right. Does this uh, look like home to you? Because yeah, I, <laughs> this says it's not home. And I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I've, stayed, I've stayed at my buddy Andy's house for like three days and didn't poop the entire time I was there. And I come home and it's like, Boy, toilet, I hope you are ready. <laughs> it's about to ruin your life. Yeah, imagine uh, being the anal retention. Because you didn't girl want to ruin Andy's life. Into a relationship. Uh, you get constipated for like two weeks because you refuse to poo while he's home, you know? <laughs> that That's a girl thing, period. You know, most girls are like that. I don't shit. I don't fart. And if I do, it smells like roses. Give it a couple of months. She's going to be burping and farting and shitting and everything else. You know? See, my that's my metric for like a good friendship. Friendship-ish relationship is like, if you're comfortable just fucking bleh, fart, like that's that's good. You're you're in a good place. My God, we had this one friend. Madison's in a great place then. Yeah. And this one friend and I love him to death. I've known him since I was 16. And uh, he, to this day, he hasn't changed. He He's like Homer Simpson. And every Halloween, we would have a bonfire. And he'd always show up in his wife beater, his jean shorts. And he'd be holding a, a thing of beer under his arm. And when he would burp, his mouth would literally just... I'm just like, oh my God, it's Homer Simpson. Now, ever since then, that's all I can think of when I think of him as Homer Simpson and his lips every time he burped. <laughs> <laughs> we have some good bonfires, man. Deke's house is really nice. We have, they have a really big backyard. They call it the Back 40. It's got a little creek running through it. and Yeah, they usually light someone on fire every year. Not a real person in effigy. I was one of them. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, they posted a picture of my face on something and burnt it. <laughs> this is oh, when we gotcha. were not talking. Yeah, this is after we were. Oh, uh, we're good now. I was like, yeah. I was like, is this? He had some I was like, feelings. is this a form of endearment? <laughs> 
well, you know, I love the boy. I do. We've been friends for so long. But he came home and he's like, I'm not in love with you anymore. And I was like, okay, bye. And he's like, you can still live here. I was like, you don't get the milk for free, okay? <laughs> it's not happening. <laughs> and I, I left that day, free. you know? <laughs> yeah, it took yeah. him a few years to get over it and to talk to me again. But we're good now. I mean, he's got his oh, yeah. mental health issues, too. I've got them. It's like, you know, I was laughing this morning thinking, God, when you're the bipolar in the family and you're still the sanest one, you know, because <laughs> that's about how I'm feeling right now. That's how I tell him, I imagine my mom feels right now with everything going on. It's it's fucking mess, dude, with her family right now. So, um, well, uh, any, any further thoughts on the subject or, um. I don't know how long we've been recording because I know that we had an hour. The timer's not right up there. Well, we started at 16 after. Or 16 minutes in. We talked that long before we started going. So right at an hour exactly. Oh, It'll perfect. Take a few seconds. Uh, do we want to wrap it up then? So it's a nice uh, long podcast. Yeah. I got to get out All of the right. house today. So. Yeah, I got I to gotta run to the grocery store and whatnot. So I want to get that done before my events today. Um, do your thing. So, everybody. Uh, so, do we want to review uh, What If every Wednesday? Since they're individual stories and they're like 22 minutes long, it wouldn't, you know, take too much time out of our Yeah, I figured life. we were going to be doing it. So, Jeff wants to watch it, too. Um, I'm very excited about it. Um, they've announced sort of the first three episodes, and the first one's going to be Captain Carter. The second one's going to be T'Challa as Star-Lord. And the third one's going to be something about Loki on Earth. I don't know what the question is yet. I just know that those are the first three episodes. So I have a Loki, and she is on Earth. And she's actually on my couch right now. I also have a uh, Milo. They look way too comfortable and relaxed <laughs> to be such assholes. Such um, cute assholes. Oh, also, also, another question for you guys. Are you... Because uh, uh, The Suicide Squad drops today at 7 p.m. Eastern on HBO Max. Do you two plan on watching that? Wasn't planning on it. I hadn't even heard about it, so no. But I'm sure I'm, Jeff will bring it up. I'm extremely excited about it. It's I think it's going to be fucking fantastic. Um, I actually ended up watching the original last night because I hadn't watched it yet. Ooh, it's oh. bad. I, I wouldn't think it say was bad. I, yeah, it's it's okay. Yeah, there's a great. there's a lot of there's a lot of bad about it. Don't get me wrong, but soundtrack's awesome. Soundtrack, soundtrack is is good. Um, I thought Will Smith was fine, but it definitely felt like his contract was like he gets this amount of fucking screen time. Um, I thought that uh, uh, this was the first time I've actually technically seen Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn because I also haven't seen Birds of Prey. Um, fine in my book. Either. I didn't like her. I really? like her. Uh, you know who like I is Harley Quinn. You know who I uh, really didn't like in that movie. Leto is the Joker. Well, yes, yes, but I hated him. It's fucking terrible. Um, yep. Uh, fucking Killer Croc. Oh, that was okay. a terrible Killer Croc. It was. I did like Captain Boomerang. I thought he was good. Oh yeah, he's fantastic. I was going to say <clears> that the characters that are that are that are going into the Suicide Squad. Um, uh, Amanda Waller and Rick Flagg. The ones Robbie from the first one that are coming back were the best ones. 
Yes, yes. Other than like Diablo, but Diablo, you know, he can't technically. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't think it was a terrible movie, but I definitely was like, that's a one-time view forever. Um, yep. But this this Suicide Squad, you don't have to watch the first one. I know that. A lot of people have said that. Um, and it's made by James Gunn. And I fucking love James Gunn movies. So I'm very excited about it. I'll probably watch it this weekend. Just because. But Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't want to watch it for review purposes. Oh, no, 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 no. I was just asking if you guys are going to watch it. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because... I'm excited about it. That's all. I'm Blood just excited Red, about it. So, Blood Red Sky on Netflix was really good. Yeah, you said that. I, I, I need to watch that. I got. I'm. I'm eight episodes into season eight of Doctor Who. Ah. Uh, and I'm oh. trying to at least watch. I'm at least trying to watch an episode a day. So, season eight. That was. Still Matt Smith, I think. The last no. Matt Smith season. No, that's the first uh, first uh, Capaldi season. First Capaldi season. Oh. Okay, it takes it about eight or nine episodes in that first season to really he really finds his stride, and once he does, his episodes become amazing. Um, it definitely feels like because I think what they're trying to do is that I know with Doctor Who, the audience is supposed to relate to the companion because yeah. the Doctor's so weird, um, and then by the time the Doctor. <laughs> Well, I'm saying that's that's the idea behind it. So I can tell that the, the, that's what they're doing with season eight is like Claire is trying to figure out this new doctor and try to figure out his personality while the audience is. Um, and uh, the episode that I just watched, which is called Kill the Moon. I think you know exactly which episode I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, the end of that episode and Clara being so pissed off at the doctor, I was definitely in the in the realm of how I think the audience was feeling about Peter Capaldi at this point or the 12th doctor. Um, and uh, I'm excited for next season. Cause I feel like, like you said, next season is definitely going to be like, he hits this fucking perfect. Like this is who he is. And this is how he's going to like, one of my big things about the doctor, I should say the reason that I loved Eccleston, uh, Tenet and Smith is because of their love for humanity. Yeah. So far, Capaldi's doctor doesn't necessarily inherit that. He does. He's he's a stern daddy. <laughs> he's a stern daddy. He does it with love. He means it with love. It, yeah, it, it felt it feels like an apprehens- an apprehensive care. Like he's like, Yeah, I care about humans, but oh, whatever, leave them or take take them or leave them. Like that's kind of existential crisis going on because he really shouldn't exist at this point. The whole true, it's a fluke, you know. So I'm assuming he's going through his own mental shit of how did this happen? Well, that was actually a line. Hell, is this? That was actually a line. Why this face? Why this? Yeah. Why this face? Why this body? Why this accent? You know, I mean. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it would. If, if I thought I was going to die and I came back again, I'd be like, "What the fuck just happened?" So he yeah, does, there's a line in the beginning of the episode I just was mentioning where he he says, uh, "You can shoot me and I'll keep coming back. I'll keep regenerating because as far as I know, this is forever." He's yellowing, man. He's yeah. I don't care. Well, Go that's ahead. and that's and personally that's what I'm loving about this season right now is this like the actors trying to figure out their placement. 
with like, but also the writers trying to figure that out too. That's what I love about Doctor Who, though. Like every time a new Doctor comes in, you get this cool fucking thing where yeah, they're trying to. They're fuck. each unique. It's so great. I fucking love it. I don't know why I stopped watching. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, but I'm trying. To, yeah, I'm trying to catch up with that. Watching an episode a day, and uh, um, so on top of that, and then also like the new stuff that's been coming out. I'm like, so. we watched uh, the Fear Street series. I, I, I need to watch that fucking too. Really fucking good. I really fucking good for R.L. Stein things. Wow, I was impressed. I I mean, I yeah, it's really well done. Yeah, Loved it's funny because it. uh, a lot of people are saying like the movies are better than his books. <laughs> so I, yeah, honestly, that's why I was like, this is R.L. Stein because this is really good. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, that's funny. All right, well, um. Yeah, so so next week, everybody, we're going to be talking about the first episode of What If, which will be uh, What If Peggy Carter Took the Super Soldier Serum. That's the episode title, I believe. It might not be. It might be something slightly different, but um, we'll be reviewing that next week and probably just shooting the shit again, having a, the rest will be uninhibited-ish. Um, uh, but thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, I have my notes right here. Let me grab them real quick. And here we go. Uh Make sure you follow us on the socials that are listed down below. That's where you'll be able to contact us about recommendations. Or um, if you uh, go to our Teespring store and buy a shirt or a mug or something like that, definitely hit us up on the social medias and let us know you did. And we'll, uh, you know, retweet it and thank the hell out of you because as you should, as we've said a thousand times, all the proceeds from that go right into the podcast. Um, uh, also, check out the YouTube channel, which is where you can see us live or not live, but uh you can see us in living color in living color um you can do what you want sorry uh, super cute okay <laughs> wow why is that so weird to hear like i it's it's like partially a comment compliment and my brain just goes mm -mm, don't like it <laughs> uh i don't know why that's the case um but anyway yeah uh, uh and 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 it helps us out big time um by uh, reaching out to other people in the algorithm who, you know, are like, oh, when should I go to podcast? And then this pops up. So give it a like, give it a follow, make a comment, puts us, puts us on other people's pages and whatnot. Uh, other than that, that's all I got written here. Maya, where can folks find you? You can find me on Facebook under my name. Uh, it's a public profile. So if you want to follow me on Twitter or Instagram or other shows that I'm on, those are linked there. Speaking of other shows that I'm on, I'm on two other podcasts aside from this one. Both are on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel. Uh, every other Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern on Figure Bangin'. It's a live action figure review show. And then every Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern on Nerd Life Syndicate where we talk about various topics within the entertainment and pop culture industry uh, you know, ranging anywhere from movies, TV shows, comic books, toys, etc., etc. Uh, you know, and that's at 9 p.m. Eastern on Fridays. And great time. Greg's been on several times before, and it's always a good time. It's fun, yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're live shows. Hop in on YouTube on the live chat and participate. We love interacting with the audience. It's a lot that's of fun. My invitation. 
You're usually in the bed. I know. <laughs> we 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 go until eleven eleven thirty at night. Yeah, you I'm always say I go to bed up at with 10. my audio book. Yeah, if it's ten thirty, trust me, I've already taken my melatonin. Even if I'm on Facebook, I'm I'm getting ready to go to bed. <laughs> yeah. But oh, seven o'clock in the morning, I'm up. We'd I'm love to have you on on a Friday night, but that's the only reason I've never extended the invite because I know you usually go to bed. I'm an old woman. You're younger than us. Or me. <laughs> anyway, where are you at, Betty? Uh, right now, I'm on my couch. No, <laughs> you can find me, uh, uh, Betty Badger Ogletree, on Facebook. And you can find me at The Artistic Unicorn on Etsy. I got some cool shit that I make over there. So uh, if you want to go check it out, get something, I'll mail it out to you. And other than that, Greg? Um, you can follow me on all socials under Trub Rock Geek. You can also follow me on uh, uh, Twitch at Chub Rock Geek. And the reason I'm mentioning Twitch um, out of nowhere is because uh, Jackbox Party Pack 8 is coming out very soon. Probably October, when is normally when it drops. That being said, what I want to do, and I talked to Betty and Maya and both seem interested, and I want to get uh, the the D and D group that we play with in on it too, if they if they're available. Oh yeah, baby's totally up. Yeah, I, she loved playing with us. So, oh yeah, hundred percent understand that. Um, yeah. So uh, uh, I wanted to quickly uh, uh, kind of list off the the games that are going to be in Party Pack Eight because I think that they are going to be fucking fun as hell. Um, but what I want to do in September before it comes out is get back into streaming on Saturday nights, so that way we can. Uh, you know, gain a little bit of an audience or people coming back to play with us when Jackbox Party Pack 8 comes out. But the games that are in 8 are Job Job. Uh, this one I really like is everyone has three questions on their uh, phone that they answer honestly. They can, you know, full on give a sentence, whatever. Uh, step two is that everybody is given two sentences from other players. Um, you then have to take each word in that in those sentences and make your own answers uh, like basically round one, you'll have two sentences on your phone and they're all going to be separated into different words. So um, the, the two players will go up on the screen and a question will be given to them as if it's a job interview. Where do you see yourself in five years? And each player has to take words out of the two sentences they were given to give an answer to that question. Every other person that's playing then votes on the best answer. So I think that one's going to be fun. Uh, Pull mine looks interesting. It's kind of like a bracketeering where um, you're given like a question that's like, uh, what's the best candy bar, right? And then everyone kind of answers a question or answers it. Except in this situation, you're given a multi-choice option. Um, your team will proceed through the door that it was the... Uh, highest voted on option. So let's say it says, which is the best candy bar. And there are eight options. Everybody on your, on your team then votes, whatever door happened to be the, the one you agreed to go through or the one that was the most voted on, you go through that door. The, uh, the game is a labyrinth. You have to figure out how to get through the doors and some doors will give you clues on the correct doors to go through or the right paths to go through. And again, it's split into two teams. So you're working with other people. Um, Teamwork. I think that one's going to be fun. Uh, there's Drawful Animate, which is 
drawful with like you get you get the option to um, draw your picture like you would in, in drawful and then you can draw a second one on top of it to animate it. Uh, so I expect I a lot to of get dicks. A stylus for this because fingertips just yeah. That's yeah. something I always struggled with playing on the drawing games, like using a mouse and on a mouse pad. It was yeah. very difficult. So, but always <laughs> fun because of how awkward and bad the art would be. Yeah, I was gonna say like the drawing games are usually fun for the first few weeks before other people start to join and just draw dicks for no reason. Um, a dick occasionally is fine. Uh, but when there's too many dicks, it's it's not okay. And I'm wording that very specifically. So says my inbox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, inbox is code for. The other game is called The Wheel of Enormous Proportions. Um, it's a uh, it's a game where everybody answers trivia questions, and if you get the answer correct, you get your name on a giant wheel. Um, at the end of a certain amount of questions, the wheel is spun, and that's how points are going to be divvied out, or extra points are going to be divvied out, is if the wheel lands on your name. Um, so it's got this, like, it's it's kind of like a Murder Trivia Party, but it's got uh, a scoring system that's a bit based on randomness, so I think that'll be fun. I'm going to dominate. <laughs> that game, I, I can't, like, that's, that's, I feel like that's going to be my favorite game. Um, and then the other game is called Weapons Drawn. And it's uh, it's partially like uh, like so everybody is a murderer and everybody is a detective at the same time. Um, you are given a piece of paper with an initial or a letter from your name that you've submitted into the game. And uh, based on that name, like you'll see like the letter L on the piece of paper. You have to draw a picture that hides the letter. And then... As another player, you'll pick up a piece of paper that has a picture on it, and you have to figure out what the letter is inside there. And uh... you're going to be basically, as a detective, you're searching for one other killer. So just you're looking for looking for one other player. If you can discern the letters and figure out who the killer is, you win. Uh... But again, everybody's a killer. Yeah. Um. That'll be fun for a little while, but I feel like, and again, I thought of this immediately. People are just going to scribble over their letter. Like, wow. We should make it a rule that if you join our group, you have to be creative. I mean, that's why I, if we play weapons drawn, I want to play with a group that I know. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, so like I said, the reason I was mentioning this, I'm excited about all these games. I think they're going to be fun and interesting. And, uh, um, if you if you head over to uh, my Twitch channel, Chub Rock Geek, um, that's where yeah. we'll be doing it. I, I've learned that like doing it on our on our newly created one wasn't garnering an audience because it hadn't been established. So, if I go live, I already have followers that might join. So yeah, Chub Rock Geek is the. Why Twitch is my mind just so in the gutter today? <laughs> what what did I say that did that? Everything is an innuendo to me. I'm just like, yeah. I'm like, why? Why? In, I've got in, the brain of a 10 year old boy today. In <laughs> your just... end, though. Yeah. Hey, I got mine. <laughs> All right, everybody. Um, again, what if for next week, first episode? Um, 
And, uh, and yeah, that's going to be it. Uh, thank you guys for listening so much. We love you. Take care yes. of yourself. Okay. Thank you. Literally. Like we talked about mental health, please, please, please like seek help if you need it. It's out there. I promise Absolutely. you it's out there. We care. We about will you. also put links down below when this comes out. So we love you. Peace, love and Polly pops and take care of yourself. Well, fuck. What am I going to say now? <laughs> <laughs>